listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. Welcome to Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast. Today, I'm going to be joined by someone that's going to give you a solution to a food that you love to eat, but you're probably restricting yourself from, which is bread. That's right. It's like the number one question people have. They're going to the grocery, they're buying Dave's Killer Bread, they're buying Ezekiel Bread, and they're like, Jen, is this clean? Is this clean? And I'm like, no, it's not the best out there. There's even better. So I'm bringing along a guest today. Her name is Bob Razis. She's the founder of Plantiful Kitchen, where they make amazing bread, amazing bagels, donuts, cheesecakes, the whole nine yards. And we're going to dive in today why her ingredients are so superior, plus how you can grab some as well. So welcome, Barbara. What's up? Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. See, I just figured some things out to say. So here we go. I'm excited. Bread is a great topic. I have to say that like I love bread, right? I feel like when I go to a restaurant and the waiter or waitress puts bread on my table, I'm instantly counting how many people are at the table and how many pieces of bread are served in that basket. And I just, I mean, I know when I was on my clean eating journey, I had to remove bread from my life. And I have to say that it was it was unsatisfactory meals without bread. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and how you've come to found Plantiful Kitchen? Yeah. So I grew up in Germany and I grew up in a family. My mom, she was staying at home and both my parents actually made a really big effort to give us a great connection to food. My dad had a garden and we grew a lot of our fruits and vegetables. And my mom, she was literally making everything from scratch. I remember her doing like bread classes and cheese making classes. And she was really trying to give us a connection to where our food was coming from. And then the other thing is, you probably noticed, but Germans are absolutely obsessed with bread. Like we literally eat it almost with every meal. And instead of dinner, we would have something called bread time, where you would just have a spread of like cold cuts, cheeses, There'll be like fresh produce from the garden and then a lot of bread. So when I moved away from Germany, I wasn't able to find the same good quality of ingredients or of bread items. And I was really missing baked goods with really high quality. And when I was eating the stuff that was available in the grocery stores there, I would always have a bad reaction. And so I started learning about what the ingredients are and why they were making me feel so bad. And that's when I realized that there are all these ingredients in bakery products that are so bad for your health and for your gut. And that's why I was getting these negative reactions. So ultimately, I started this brand to make better options available for people that would make them feel terrible, that would 
be really nutritious and healthy for their overall health, but specifically for their gut. Well, I love it. I applaud you for what you're doing because we do need more of this here in America, especially. So when you came over, you started trying the breads and you felt this reaction to them. Do you think that's just bread here in America? I mean, I was living in Australia before and I feel like it's the same there. But to be honest, it's also starting to happen in Germany and in a lot of other countries. Obviously, since the food industry is getting bigger and like everything is about making money, making things cheaper, those additives and cheaper ingredients just making their way into the foods everywhere around the world, I feel. I think it's still not as bad in Europe as it is over here. I was literally shocked when I found out of some of the ingredients that are going into some of our big goods over here. Wow. Okay. I'm completely with you here in that I want people to know, as we talk about this conversation today, that bread is not bad and food is not bad, right? It's important to keep in touch with people in your life, especially if you're busy. It gives you a safe space to talk about your days, ups and downs, fears, anxieties, joy, success. And so what does that mean? That means sharing a meal, literally breaking bread with each other. It's in the Bible, like Jesus had bread. And so bread is supposed to be there at your table. And so finding these ethical brands, I call them, such as yours, who are going against the grain and using higher quality ingredients, which does mean more time, less shelf life, harder to ship, It definitely means higher priced ingredients, which also can mean higher priced products. And so a lot of people out there say, oh my gosh, but that's $10 a loaf. You know, that's $12 a loaf. And I say, you either pay the farmer or the pharmacy. You're literally going to spend three or four more dollars on your loaf of bread. Let's say maybe it's five or six, but maybe you can come off your medication now. Maybe you can spend more time working. Maybe you can get out of depression and have a more fulfilling life. Like as opposed to just worrying about saving money on the grocery bill, let's worry about getting higher quality ingredients. So that brings me to, where did you get the name Plantiful Kitchen? You know, we were just um, tossing up ideas and obviously everything that we make is Mm plant-based and it's gluten-free, it's refined sugar-free and it's clean ingredients. We don't add any preservatives or any of the food additives that you often find in other big goods. And so we just were like, what can we choose as a name that conveys that like cleaner ingredients and that it's plant-based and also because obviously we make an array of baked goods it's not just breads we also have like sweet baked goods and we were thinking about potentially branching out even in the future and so we were like we need a name that kind of future proofs us for any foods that we might want to create and so that's how we came up with Plantiful Kitchen because obviously like it's full of plants and we literally make it at our kitchen in Carlsbad. We have our own production facility. We don't have an outsourced production because that is often a challenge as well when you're trying to look for a manufacturer to make the products for you. Often they're trying to convince you to put all these ingredients and that will make it easier for them to process it on their equipment and 
they'll like try to talk you into like extended shelf life and all these other things. So we make literally everything in our own facility in Carlsbad. Really compelling, right? When you're there, it's like, oh, but we don't want to be like that. That's why we're here. We're different. And I tell people when you eat different, you'll feel different. And it's true. Okay. So this reminds me of, I want to share a quick story. Although this bakery, unfortunately did shut down, I think like last week or two weeks ago, but I had a client, her name was Robin and she always struggled with her weight. She struggled with inflammation. She was like in her late thirties, maybe early forties, but she joined my coaching program during COVID and shed, I don't know, 50, 60 pounds in a few months. She even went to Disney World and lost weight while she was at Disney World eating there because she knew how to read the menu and eat, things like that. But she had little kids and they just really bonded in the kitchen making clean desserts. And so she spun off from the coaching program. She started a bakery of her own. It was called Reborn Bakery. And it did phenomenal, but she stayed local to New Orleans. She never did shipping nationwide like you do. And I'm pretty sure she shut it down because of just personal reasons. She's like, I'm too busy. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go back to being a mom, which I totally relate. I'm like, do it. But that brings me to how was it for you creating the first recipe for Plantiful Kitchen or getting people to taste test this or even the first customer that walked up or your friend that was like, I want to buy this from you. Tell me about that experience. When we first started in 2017, honestly, I didn't know a lot about America because I was just first like new to the country. I arrived in 2016, halfway through the year. So initially, we started with just raw desserts and we were just your local neighborhood bakery. And we started selling wholesale to other cafes. But then our first like customer facing experience was at the farmer's market. And it was just really nice connecting directly with people. So some people would just come up and they're like, just absolutely like, oh my God, finally someone who is making uh, dessert items and sweet treats that aren't damaging for our bodies. And like, we would get a lot of this type of response. But then also we started introducing the baked goods later, which really, I think, resonated a lot more with a wider range of people. So we introduced the cookies and then the breads. The breads, I think that was in 2018. And honestly, some of the best experiences have been in the farmer's market and at our store where we would have literally people in tears that were like, I haven't had bread in like four years because I can't have all of the ingredients that usually are in breads. And this is the first bread that I have been able to tolerate because they had an autoimmune disease or they had severe celiac, but also allergies to like certain additives. And they were just not able to find any bread that they could eat. And it was just so nice to connect with these people and to just realize that, yes, we are actually changing the quality of some people's lives here. That just, it makes it all worth it. The hard work that you put into building this business and kind of that uphill battle of going against the big food companies and trying to like really be here to educate people on better choices because I feel like we have this responsibility as food producers to 
educate people. And yeah, it's just a lot of hard work, but in the end, it's so worth it when you get these experiences with your clients. Yeah. So gratifying. Same. I feel the same way. Okay. So you mentioned these people coming up to you who celiac, Crohn's, gluten intolerance, right? And a lot of people, they associate these kind of special, higher quality foods are only appropriate or only made for people with these intolerances. Except I'm here to kind of wake people up and be like, no, no, no. It's really for everyone because how food is made today is so lost from how it should be made or how it used to be made. It's not the same. And so for those listening that may not have a gluten intolerance, may not have celiac, may not have Crohn's, something like that, that directly gives you a reaction from the bread, you could be having something different. Like you could be having inflammation, rosacea of the skin. You could be fatigued all day, bloated. You have cravings, all these different types of signs. Your body can actually talk to you and say, Hey, I don't like the bread. And it might not be the gluten, but it could be the additives they're putting in the refined sugars, the artificial sweeteners, just there's a whole list. So if you start reading your bread labels, everyone, which I encourage you to do, you're going to notice that there's tons of ingredients you probably don't recognize and your body can't even digest. So I know that when we're making most breads here in America, and by the way, I don't want to drop any names, but there's like one bakery out of Mexico that owns 95% of the bread here in America. Mm -hmm. So you may go to the grocery and you think you're eating like Dave's Killer Bread or you're eating Oro wheat or you're eating something along those lines. I think it's not Newman's own, Nature's own, something like that, but it's all coming from the same exact factory. And so I'm trying to spread awareness and bring awareness to you guys to be like, hey, no, you're missing what's actually happening. And don't worry if your bread says no artificial colors, worry about the ingredients and understanding the ingredients, which we're diving into in just one second. Barbara, I know that most refined flours out there, they remove all the fiber. And it's something that's really missed in our diet and it's good for us, right? What is the benefit of having fiber in our food and in the ingredients in our bread? Yeah, so when you eat the baked goods that have older fiber removed, essentially it destroys the healthy gut bacteria in your gut. It wasn't really well known that it is very important to have a healthy gut microbiome for our overall health. And only in recent years, um, we found out how important it is to protect our gut microbiome. And fiber literally protects our gut microbiome. So when you eat traditional baked goods that have these flowers that are stripped of their fiber, they land in your gut and they cause inflammation in your gut. Uh, they can destroy your healthy gut bacteria because there's no fiber. They're literally starving and they increase the inflammatory bacteria in your gut. So when you eat foods, you want to make sure that you include a healthy amount of fiber because the prebiotics in your fiber feed your healthy gut microbiome and they produce a substance called short-chain fatty acids. And those are so important because they promote the healthy gut bacteria and they lower your inflammation and therefore contribute to your overall health of your gut microbiome. And therefore just are going to make you feel better overall. 
And again, you said you might not have an autoimmune condition, you might not have celiac, you might not have something that you consider as a serious illness, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to get there in the future because if you're eating foods that are constantly inflaming your gut and your intestine, then eventually it's going to lead to disease. And yes, you might only feel tired or fatigued today. You might have a little bit of bloating, but inside of you, it's all already brewing and eventually it can lead to some serious complications. Love it. So we're talking about bread that can actually help your gut. Like no one's talking about this. Okay. So let's dive into why your bread is so different. Why do you use almond flour? Well, we use almond flour because almonds are extremely healthy. They have a ton of health benefits. There's vitamin E. They're high in fiber, of course. And also by not using grains, we're eliminating the use of traditional grains that are Unfortunately, in America, most of our grains are hybridized. Most of our grains are heavily treated with herbicides and pesticides. And just unfortunately, those grains, when you ingest them, can cause a lot of inflammation in your body. And that's why we've opted not to include any grains in our bread. I love it. I'm grain-free. Promote grain-free all the time. Okay, so what about flax seeds? Why are flax seeds so good for us? Yeah, so flax seeds, first of all, they have your prebiotic fiber. So obviously we want that. We want those short-chain fatty acids in our gut. Again, high in fiber in general. They're also high in omega-3 fatty acids, which is another one of those ingredients that will lower inflammation in your body. And then they're just delicious. And they also make for really great texture in your bread. Yeah. And for anyone listening that has a nut allergy, I know I often get asked like, can't have any of the nut milks, make flaxseed milk, really, really good flaxseed, black sesame seed, something like that. Super high in omega-3s, very anti-inflammatory. Okay. Next up, you got cassava flour and coconut flour. You want to dive into those a little bit? Yeah, sure. Cassava, we don't have that in the bread, but it's in the bagels. And cassava is also really common in a grain-free diet. Again, it's prebiotic and also it has resistant starches. So resistant starches are very similar. It has a lot of health benefits for your gut microbiome. And so that's why we like to use those. Same with coconut flour. Coconut flour, very high in fiber. It's delicious. And also the coconut itself is another anti-inflammatory food that we like to include just in general, healthy fats, a lot of fiber. Okay. Love it. And psylum husk, I believe I'm saying it correctly. I've bought that one time. That's a thickener, right? It's used in place of xanthan gum, I would say. Am I accurate here? Yeah, sort of correct. Psyllium husk, it's called. And yes, it is a binder. It binds a lot of water, which helps with the moisture in our bread. As you know, our bread is kind of very different to a lot of gluten-free breads that tend to dry out very fast. With our bread, you can keep it inside of the fridge for multiple weeks and it will actually not dry out. And that's partially to be attributed to the psyllium husk. Plus, psyllium husk is 
really extremely high in fiber. It's actually what they use in the supplement Metamucil, but Metamucil has like all these unhealthy ingredients that's mixed with it. But if you want to say so, psyllium husk helps keep us regular. So that's why when you will start eating our bread on a regular basis and you are struggling with regular bowel movements, you might might notice like really great improvements in those. That's good to know. That was one of my questions I was going to dive into after a few more ingredients is how long do your breads and bagels last? Because for a lot of people who make an investment in a more higher quality, higher priced product, they're like, oh, this only lasts, you know, the clean milks only last a few days, depending how often you open them. So you're saying in the refrigerator, they'll last a few weeks? Correct. So when you get it shipped, because it's at room temperature for a couple of days, we say keep it in your fridge for up to 14 days and it'll be really great. Eventually, if you keep it for longer, because we don't add preservatives, it would develop mold. So we say for up to two weeks. But honestly, at my house, I prefer to freeze it. I bring home my loaves from the bakery. I slice them and I freeze them. You can keep them frozen for up to six months. And then I just really take out the slices that I need for that morning, put them in the toaster and away you go. I love it. Okay. A few more ingredients. I guess I have been reading the bagel ingredients, which is a little different than the bread, Mm -hmm. but all in all, kind of the same. You also have where I'm picking up filtered water, olive oil, apple cider vinegar, bacon powder, Himalayan salt. Do you want to dive into any of those ingredients and why they're so much more superior than any other bread on the market? Yeah, sure. So with the olive oil, obviously I want to mention that traditionally in baked goods, often they use vegetable oils. And now we know that the vegetable and seed oils have also a very detrimental effect on your gut microbiome. They're also often hydrogenated and they break down really easily and turn into trans fats. All those create really easily high levels of inflammation in your gut. And so we use extra virgin olive oil because it's just a much healthier fat. It has anti-inflammatory properties. So we really wanted to make sure that we're using a very high quality fat in our items. And then the apple cider vinegar, again, is a probiotic. So if you just take a shot of apple cider vinegar in the morning, it will help your digestive system to build better gut bacteria. And so we wanted to include that in our bread, again, as another benefit to your gut. And obviously we need water. Every bread recipe needs water, but we use filtered water to ensure that we don't have any microbes and forever chemicals and stuff like that in our breads. In terms of the salt, obviously, there's also different qualities of salt. You have your traditional table salt that isn't very beneficial to your health. Often, iodine's added to your salts, but it's not very natural. So we use Himalayan pink salt because it's a natural occurring salt that comes with a ton of minerals just in its natural state. And that's what we use in all our products. Love it. Okay. And then I'm diving into because, well, first of all, do kids approve of these breads? Yes. So we've received several messages of moms 
instead have ordered our bread because their kids have celiac disease or inflammatory bowel disease. And often moms are surprised because they're like writing us saying, I've never been able to get my kids to eat a gluten-free bread or a clean bread. And I've ordered this one just to try it because I literally try everything to make my kid feel better. And they're absolutely loving it. And I think you said your kids have had the bread, right? Yep. I can attest to that. They love the bread. And I wanted to bring up, I've done a podcast way in the beginning with Monty's butter, which is vegan butter made from cashews. She also has a cinnamon butter that she does, like cinnamon sugar. It's made with coconut sugar, cinnamon, cashews. Love it. My kids eat that up. Like that is their after dinner snack or morning snack snack or breakfast, whatever you want to call it, but it's really, really good. So I can definitely assess to that. I know you have chocolate chip cookies. Do you ship those? Yes, we do. Absolutely. We ship all our bread items, our cookies and our truffles because those are the items that are a little bit less perishable, Mm -hmm. but we're also working on an option to ship some of our more perishable items, which as you know, it's tricky. We have to figure it out because it has to go with like proper insulation, ice packs, then in a bigger box, which is more expensive. So we're just trying to figure out the best way on how we can make that available for our customers. Yeah. I applaud you for your efforts because I know that's not easy. I want to dive into the chocolate chip cookies because I want to bring up the fact of like, hey, you're eating this, but you should be eating this is kind of what we do. Yeah. But most chocolate chip cookies, right, is made with cane sugar. It will be made with some highly refined, even artificial sweetener. But most importantly, it's going to have that enriched or wheat flour, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But most chocolate chips contain dairy Mm -hmm. and it contains soy lecithin and it contains preservatives. How are your chocolate chips different? Are you specifically asking about the chocolate? The chocolate. We use a chocolate chip that has just three ingredients. It's incredibly hard to find, but our chocolate chips literally just have cacao, cacao butter, and coconut sugar. And it's a dark chocolate chip. It's a 70% chocolate. So it's on the darker side. It's less sweet, but it has that because the cacao is extremely high quality. It has that very deep and rich flavor. So you don't really miss all the added ingredients that in other chocolate chips, because they use so little chocolate as the base and then They have to add all these other ingredients like oils, a ton of sugar and uh, lecithin to emulsify it just to like sort of mask the flavor of the bad quality that they're starting with. Yeah, for sure. And I like to tell people that like, hey, this chocolate is actually food. It's not candy. Most people associate chocolate with candy. But that's because you've been eating Hershey's and all these other highly processed chocolates that don't even taste like the real source, which is cacao. Cacao has many health benefits, such as aiding in heart, brain, and mental health and reducing inflammation within the body due to its antioxidants properties. So it's supposed to be good for you, right? Right. And so how do you eat cacao? Well, you can put it in your drinks, you can put it in your coffee, you can put it in your, when you're baking goods at home, you could also share 
a chocolate chip cookie or a clean pastry made with high quality chocolate. These are ways to get it into your life. And so I think it's important to talk about those differences. And I know your last couple ingredients of your chocolate chip cookie is flax seeds, coconut oil, vanilla extract, Himalayan salt. Like go read the chocolate chip cookies you're buying for your kids at the grocery store or yourself. It has like some of the ingredients are just letters. They're just letters, PGR or something like that. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's time to wake up, see what's really inside of your bread and your bagels and your cookies and swap it out for higher quality things. You will start to see your inflammation peel away. And also when you eat, we eat chocolate chip cookies. We often associate it with, we want the entire bag, right? We need more. We need more. There's a reason you need more. It's because the quality of ingredients are dropping your blood sugar down. You're getting tired. Your cue is, I need more food for energy. So that makes you hungry. It makes you need more. And the taste of these overly processed chocolate chip cookies leaves you wanting more. It's not satisfying. When you get high quality ingredients, it's like, wow, this is real. This is good. And so you're, you're satisfied after one. Do you agree? Yes, absolutely. I think there's a couple of things to say to that. One, often foods are designed to make us addicted to them. There's like a term called the bliss point, which the food industry kind of designs foods to be exactly at the bliss point for people, which is the point where it's not so sweet that the body rejects it, but sweet enough for the body to always want more and more and more. And that's why we're getting addicted to it. And then obviously with the low quality ingredients that you have in there and the high sugar, it really affects your blood sugar levels and causes inflammation. And the problem with the blood sugar levels, as you said, is you get a really high spike and then you get that low where you need Mm -hmm. more and more of the foods just to get back up to a normal level or to get to your next spike. And something I wanted to add there is the reason why our cookies are the way that they are, they actually have five grams of fiber in every cookie. And we use coconut sugar, we use less sugar than in a traditional cookie because you have really high quality ingredients. You don't need to mask it with a lot of sugar to make it taste good. It already tastes good because we have amazing ingredients in there. And we often actually had people come to our facility or email us that said, hey, I am a diabetic or my husband is a diabetic and I gave him your cookies. And I want to tell you, it didn't spike his blood sugar levels. And so he's a diabetic, but he can actually eat your cookies. And I'm not saying that be the case for every diabetic. I still think you need to test it because obviously everybody is a little bit different. But I know that because of the ingredients, we have the higher fiber, the coconut sugar has a lower glycemic index. We know that that all slows down the digestion in your intestine and therefore regulates your blood sugar levels. So you don't get those spikes and you feel really satisfied after eating just one. Okay. Couple questions. I'm gonna wrap this up. I love it. I'm just like, I'm starting to think about the holidays where I am right now. Currently, I feel, I know you're in Carlsbad. I just right. flew from San Diego. I'm currently in Carmel by the sea. Beautiful. And it is cold here. Last night we were riding around going bowling with my kids. We're listening to Christmas music. I am like, 
Give me a cinnamon latte. It feels like Christmas in July here. I love this. So I'm starting to think about the holidays going, this is what I'm going to do this holiday is I'm gifting my family clean bread and clean desserts. And that's what they're getting. So I got plans full kitchen on my list. But quickly before I wrap up, I do have some of my VIP group coaching clients that are sitting on this podcast live listening. They do have some questions. So for all of you listeners, if you're interested in our coaching program, feel free to shoot us an email. We have that linked below the podcast. You can come backstage as a part of that service and listen to the podcast being recorded and also ask some questions. So some of their questions is, is this bread considered keto-friendly? It is actually, yes. I don't like to always attach labels to everything because I feel like for me, clean eating is like for everyone diet of ingredients. Yep. But it is keto friendly. So it only has two grams of carbohydrates in every serving. And so, yeah, definitely it's considered keto friendly. Okay. What bread options does Placeful Kitchen offer? So we have a sesame loaf and everything bagel loaf. And those are just our traditional artisanal bread loaves. And then we also have our plain bagels and our everything bagels. And we have tons of ideas of what bread flavors we can offer in the future. And we're always collecting feedback. We definitely do want to expand on our line. But yeah, these are our current options. Okay. Do you bake buns like hamburger or hot dog buns or is it just loaf breads and baked goods? Actually, yes. Our sesame loaf also comes as a little bun that is the same size than a slider bun. So one thing I want to say for our bread, because it's so high in nutrition and it's very filling, our serving sizes are definitely smaller than your average bread loaf. Because if you have just like white refined carbohydrates, you want to eat a lot of them. But if you eat our bread, you'll be full very quickly. And so our buns, they have just regular slider size and they're super delicious. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any bundle deals? Yes, we have a bread bundle available on the website that gets you one bag of buns, one bag of bagels, a sesame loaf, and then everything bagel bread. And then we also have a sweet and savory combination where you get one sesame loaf, one everything loaf, a box of assorted cookies, and a full pack of our truffles. Okay. And what's generally the turnaround on these orders when somebody is ready to order? Yeah. So you can place your order at any time, of course, but our shipping days are Mondays and Tuesdays of the week because we ship perishables. We want those items to arrive definitely at your doorstep before the weekend to maximize freshness. We also ship two-day so if your order gets shipped on Monday, you will have it by Wednesday. And if it gets shipped by Tuesday, you'll have it by Thursday. But just we have that extra buffer of an extra day in case we have a little delay, which is totally fine. But we just want to make sure it gets there before the weekend. 
All right. Thank you so much, Barbara. For everybody listening, you can go follow them on Instagram, plantiful.kitchen. Also, you can visit their website, plantiful-kitchen.com. And let me know how much you love these products. They're going to be a game changer in your kitchen, a staple in your pantry. And I appreciate your time so much, Barbara. Is there anything you'd like to leave with? Thank you so much for having me and for giving me the opportunity to share this message because I think it's so important and I love what you do. And I really hope that we can share more awesome information in the future together. I appreciate your time, Barbara. And everybody go check out Plantiful Kitchen and upgrade your next sandwich, French toast and breakfast toast. Thanks, Barbara. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com. Hold up. 